Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. Again, the purpose of this podcast is to equip and encourage you, even compel you to live a life on mission. I really do believe that God has given every one of us a purpose or a mission in this life. You may know what that is for you, and so if that's the case, I want to encourage you and come alongside you in any way I can to keep after that. If you don't know what your purpose is in life, then I want to help you find that mission, that purpose that God has gifted you to accomplish. In today's podcast here on His Hands, His Feet, I am going to go back over some and expound on a couple of blog posts that I wrote over the last couple of years. One was a couple of years ago, 13 Challenges Missionaries Face. And the other one is one that I wrote, I think, last fall. And that's three ways that we can encourage foreign missionaries. You know, the whole reason I started this podcast was I wanted to interview missionaries who were serving around the world. And I started off by doing some YouTube videos, and I think a couple of them are still on my website, and they were okay, but also ran into uh, some challenges with keeping some missionaries' identity anonymous because of the locations that they were serving. And so I decided that, well, let's try an audio podcast, and that's how His Hands, His Feet podcast was originated with that idea in mind. And so I have, and I will continue to interview missionaries that serve around the world. And one of the main reasons for that, that I wanted to do that, is that I have found both by volunteering as a missionary short term for a couple of weeks and then a little bit longer term for six months when Danielle and I lived and served in Thailand, I have interacted with several missionaries that have been on the field for many years. I'm talking 15, 20, 30 years on the field even. And what I found is that the longer they spent time serving in another location around the world, the less contact and connection they had with the church who sent them, not just the local individual church that sent them, but just the church as a whole. And my desire is, in a small way, to help us who send stay more connected with those that we have sent. And so that's why I wrote these blog posts and also why I wanted to spend some time expounding on them in a podcast episode. You may wonder why I think that it's so important that we continue to stay connected with those that we have sent to other places around the world. And the bottom line is, we are all in this together. We are all called to fulfill the Great Commission. We are all called to share the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ with those around the world. And so we all have a role. Many of us don't go, but many of us send. We can do a better job of sending. And so this is just another way to encourage us to embrace our role as the sending church, those who send those around the world. It may be don't or not able to financially support, which I encourage you to that to be part of, even if it's just a small financial donation monthly or annually to support at least one missionary that has been sent around the world. I really encourage you to do that if you haven't. But even if you don't, or if you are, we have other ways that we can support those and encourage those that are around the world. And and so what I want to do is take some time to unpack or go a little bit deeper into the 13 challenges that missionaries face. And Daniel and I uh, encountered some of this when we were in Thailand just for those six months. But I guarantee you, the longer that you're on the field, and especially if you have a family that you're raising while you're on the field, uh, these challenges are true for most, if not all, missionaries that are serving somewhere else in the world. 
As I go through this list, think through the different challenges that missionaries face and think how can you encourage and support them in some of these. It may be that you just let them know that you are praying for them about some of these. Or it could be that you reach out to them, to the missionary that you know, or missionaries that you know, and ask them specifically, hey, is this a challenge that you face? And if so, how can I support you in this challenge? Again, we are all part of this mission, and this is a very simple way that we can be a part of the equation. So what are the 13 challenges? And again, what where I got these 13 challenges that I'm going to list out for you is by interviewing different missionaries that I know that serve in different places around the world, what are some of the challenges that they face. And so these are ones that they came back to me and said, hey, these are challenges that we have or also that are common with some of our peers that are on the field. So what are they? How about if I just list all 13 and then I'll come back and and go a little deeper on some of these or if not most of these. Language acquisition. Not trained for the work that they're doing. Character issues. Team struggles. Lack of financial support. Lack of resources, which is different than financial support. Flexibility or the need to be more flexible. Culture shock. Disappointment. Isolation, marriage tension, parenting, and then in a general sense, spiritual attack. So let's go back and dig a little deeper on each one of these. Let's take these first two together and talk about them a little bit. Language acquisition and not trained for the work they're doing. Really, for most missionaries, if they, especially if they're going to be on the field for several years, the first thing that they do is they'll spend several months, maybe a couple of years, focused on learning the language of the people group that they are ministering to or going to minister to. And for some, that they have a natural aptitude or, or gifting for learning languages. and others, it's, it's a struggle. You know, and it's not easy for anyone, especially when you're already an adult and you're trying to learn a language, and especially if it's very different from your original language that you have, English or whatever it might be. And so this takes a lot of time and effort, and you can really feel like you're not getting to do what you felt like you were sent there to do, and that's to reach the the group of people that you're living with. And so it can be a little bit of a challenge. You know, praying for that missionary to just their mind to absorb that new language and and to learn it quickly and be able to apply it quickly. And so a lot of them, what they'll do is that they will not just be in a classroom setting, but they will do life with the people around them and just practice their language. And if you've ever learned a foreign language, or if you've had somebody around you that speaks a different language and they're learning English, for example, practicing with someone that speaks that language is the best way to learn. So having opportunities to do that and open doors to do that and an acceptance of the people around you is important. I guess long, kind of a similar thread is not being trained for the work they're doing. Can you imagine if you had a job and or the job that you have and no one trained you to do that job? That would be very frustrating. A lot of missionaries that are on the field, they will find themselves in that situation. Yes, they, they're trained on some people skills and how to share the gospel with cross-culturally. In a lot of countries, they have to have a reason to be there. 
They have to have some kind of employment or a business. Or in this missionary world, the term you'll hear a lot is a platform that, that they have, a legitimate reason to live there, in other words. It's real common for a missionary to enter into some kind of field that they're not familiar with at all. And maybe they were in the tech world back at home, but then there's nothing really there for them to do something like that. So they get into farming or they get into uh, ecotourism or, or whatever it might be. That can be a challenge. And learning how to find and develop a business platform or a some kind of service that country will allow them to be there and do can be a challenge. So, you know, if you have a business background, for example, or you have a, a trade or a skill, you could really help a missionary that's on the field by training them and teaching them what you know, supporting them in that way. It's a great way. It may be something that you've never thought of as a way that you can support someone who's been sent onto the mission field. Okay, let's take the next two together as well. Character issues and team struggles. You know, a lot of these challenges that missionaries have, they really bubble up to the surface because of the intense pressure that you find yourself in when you're living in a different culture. Everything becomes a challenge, it seems like, because you're trying to just navigate that culture and that world that is so different from what you're used to. And character issues, yes, and team struggles, these are things that sending agencies, if they are a good sending agency, they will work on these before a missionary ever leaves to go on the field. But not all of them do. And also there's some missionaries that don't really work closely with a developing or a sending agency that develops the missionary. They just handle their finances. And so you can go on the field and not really work through some of these things. But character issues, what I'm talking about is things that are maybe a character flaw is another way to put it, things that you struggle with as an individual that maybe you've gotten a handle on and you thought was in your past, but when you go to another country and you're living in that pressure cooker situation, these character issues many times will come to the surface. It could be uh, just a struggle with anger. It could be a struggle with jealousy. Uh, There's a lot of things that could be the most common for men is porn addiction. And for women, it is unforgiveness and comparison. That's why I wanted to put these together with the second one challenge that a missionary faces, and that's team struggles. When you're struggling with some kind of character flaw and you're working with a team in that foreign context, you're going to have some challenges, and you're going to struggle with that team. Every missionary that I talked to responded with, this is one of their challenges, and that is, again, team struggles. You know, that will make the work that you've gone there for very stressful, and it can distract from the actual mission of each missionary and that team. Common struggles that they they struggle with are disunity, maybe a lack of leadership. The personalities and talents are mismatched. They just don't work well together. could be an unwillingness among members to compromise and simply culture shock-related stress. And so you may have team members that have been on the field for, for a few years, and they move past a lot of that culture shock, but then you bring a new team member in, for example, and the first several months, maybe even up to a year, they are really struggling with culture shock, and that can cause a lot of strife within the team. How can you support a missionary who's on the field, maybe that's struggling with character issues or team struggles. Let's talk about character issues. They need to have trusted friends. And if 
you were already one of those friends before they went onto the field, don't forget about them. Set up a time where you can talk to them at least monthly, if not every couple of weeks, and just check in. Just like if you had that kind of relationship back here at home, like I have those kind of relationships with men that I will check in with and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm struggling with as far as things that are character issues within me. And that helps me to keep things on the that path that I, I want them to be on. And it helps rub off the rough edges that, that we all have. Well, they need the same thing. If you are uh, someone that was close to them beforehand, well, reach out to them if you're still not in contact with them on a regular basis. When I was living in Thailand for those six months, there was a good friend of mine that named David that we met weekly, I think, just about for a couple of years before I went to Thailand. Well, we continued to talk and check in with each other, and I appreciated that so, so much. But then also I developed those kind of relationships there. But don't make an assumption that they have that luxury or ability to have those kind of relationships with people who live with them. And then the team struggles, same way, just being a listening ear and being able to be a safe place for them to just process what's going on if they're able to. It's just a way that you can help a missionary process through and work through challenges like character issues and team struggles. Okay, so I'm taking two at a time, which works well, I guess. But let's take the next two, lack of financial support and lack of resources. Yes, most missionaries on the field have to raise their own support. There are a handful of sending agencies that don't require their, their missionaries to do that, and they'll pay them a salary. But most have to raise, most missionaries have to raise their own support. And if their support is lacking, if their financial support is lacking, then as you can imagine, that takes away the focus of the work that they were sent there to to do. If you are not financially supporting a missionary, I would highly encourage you to financially support one. Even if you're part of a church or a denomination who they pay a salary to their missionaries, there are so many others on the field that need financial support, just $50 a month. A few hundred dollars a year would go a long ways to help support and allow that missionary to focus on the work that they are there for. You know, a lot of missionaries and some sending agencies, they will go ahead and go on the field before they have their full support raised. I personally don't agree with that. I think they ought to raise their support to 100% or very, very close to 100% before they ever go on the field. But many of them, they don't ever really shore that up. Or such as a missionary friend of mine that they lost a big chunk of their financial support from a ascending church here in the last couple of years. And they had to really spend time raising other support to backfill what they lost. And that happens all the time where they'll have either church that cannot continue to support them or maybe they had some individual donors that are are not able to continue to support. And so then they have to go back and backfill that financial support. Again, if you know a missionary that's on the field, that's a great question to ask them. How are you doing financially? And in lack of resources, again, it's very different from personal financial support. It may depend upon the project, mission project that they are doing, and they just need different kind of resources to help that project be successful. These are simple questions you can ask a missionary that's on the field. How are you doing financially? And are there any resources, other resources other than finances that you need? And it's a great way to come alongside a missionary in a very tangible way. Okay, the next two, the need to be flexible and how to handle culture shock. And these are very common for anybody that moves 
to a foreign country and, and you're trying to navigate all the differences and the way that they do life. And it really can cause you to <laughs> want to shut down. Everything seems to really, really slow down or needs to slow down. I can remember when we were living in Thailand, it seemed like it would take us all day just to do some very basic mundane things like going to the grocery store, putting gas in your vehicle, and maybe one other errand. And it would literally seem like it would take all day and exhaust you because everything's different and maybe you don't understand the language yet and uh, smells and all your senses are overloaded. The need to be flexible is very, very important. In fact, one missionary said, you know, it's even more than being flexible. You have to learn how to be fluid because a rubber band, yes, it can stretch, but then it'll come to a point where it'll snap. And that's flexibility. But being fluid and being able to adapt and change is a, is a big need that missionaries have and a challenge that they can have if they struggle with that. And then culture shock, you know, if you've ever traveled or worked in a foreign country, you definitely understand this. And for missionary, it can include downsizing a personal space or having limited access to amenities such as medical services or reliable utilities. In many places around the world, they will do brownouts at different times, meaning that they will cut back on the amount of electricity that comes into your household, your home, or your place of business. Of course, here in the U.S., we don't have to deal with that very often, if ever. But in other places, it could be a daily thing that they do. Another cultural challenge is just misunderstanding one another, misunderstanding someone from that culture, because we just have different cultural norms uh, in different places around the world. And so what you see as a compliment really could come across as an insult to the other person or vice versa. And so those are things, flexibility, being flexible and being able to change and adapt and also just getting over culture shock are two very common challenges that missionaries on the field have. The next two in the list are disappointment and isolation. Have you ever started something new, maybe a new project or you're working on something around the home or maybe a new job? Your expectations are, are high, right, for success. Well, this is the exact same way for a missionary when they go on the field. But over time, disappointment easily settles in because they either have to moderate their expectation because things aren't working out exactly the way they thought they would or it's taken a lot longer. You know, just like we're talking about how just on a daily basis life slows down and can take longer. Well, just extrapolate that over months and years and what you thought you could accomplish in, in a couple of years may end up taking 10 or 15 years. That can lead to disappointment. Or they become disillusioned. They get in there and they realize that I don't think I'm going to be able to accomplish anything that I came here to do. And that ties back to the need for being flexible or being able to adapt and really see what they can do. This often contributes to missionaries leaving the field before they ever see any kind of tangible results. So they'll go on the field, do all the work to prepare before they go, raise support, go to classes for, to train them up, get their visas, whatever they need to do to be able to live in that country. And then they move there. They may uproot and move their entire family there. They'll spend several months up to a couple years learning the language. They begin working in the work that they thought they were going to do, but then they don't see results and they become disappointed and they quit and they move back home and they never see a tangible result. Happens all the time. Isolation is similar to that as well. And that's 
probably one of the most common responses I got from the different missionaries is how they feel isolated. And this can happen because maybe in the place that they are serving, there's no or very few others who are like what they call expats. They are not from the same country that they're from, whether it's the U.S. or wherever they were sent from. Yes, they develop relationships with people from that culture, especially as they learn the language, but there's differences there. You don't really have the ability to talk about very deep things because of lack of language and also just the different cultural norms that we talked about. Or maybe they have very infrequent contact with friends from back home. And again, that's just an encouragement that we who have sent to have more contact, more frequent contact in conversation with those that we have sent. And just the lack of long-term relationships. So a missionary can easily suffer from spiritual isolation And what that will lead to, not only them feeling uh, disappointed and maybe even burned out and want to quit the work that they're doing, but it could cause them to have a crisis of faith. And that is not uncommon for those that are serving in foreign countries. Okay, let's take two more that, that go together, marriage tension and parenting challenges. Take the challenges of marriage. Think about your own marriage if you are married. And think about the challenges that you have. Intensify that many times for a missionary couple serving overseas. You know, again, I think about when Danielle and I were in Thailand for those six months. I think it was about the fifth month we were there, and we hit a wall. We hit a major wall, If especially if you are a counselor, for example. Making yourself available to a missionary, and, and, and thank God we have the tools like Skype and other ways to interact with missionaries on the field very easily, as if we're sitting across the table from one another. But making yourself available for a missionary couple to be able to just process through how their marriage is doing. They don't even need to be in a, in a point of crisis. In fact, it would be better if they weren't. And just being able to encourage them and help them process through maybe some challenges that they're having would be fantastic. And that is really the same about parenting. But think about if you were a parent and you were needing to make decisions on how to educate your children, how to teach them social skills and finding friends, receiving criticism from that local culture, helping your children navigate through their own cultural shock, all of these things make challenging parenting challenging for missionaries in a foreign country. Again, just being able to come alongside and listen to and encourage them would be a fantastic thing as someone who has sent them. And for me personally, what I've been thinking through and have, have discussed this with some other missionary friends, and I think and I'm praying for the opportunity to do this in the near future, is all the things that Danielle and I have learned about parenting with connection, parenting those who kids who have gone through trauma and what that looks like, just taking that and, and helping and encouraging and teaching and informing these parents who are on the field. Because even if their kids are their own biological children, they're facing some trauma. Picking up and moving to another country has a traumatic effect, and culture shock has a, a sense of trauma. But a lot of these missionary families also because of their where they live and also their their compassion, they adopt children. That is something that I'm thinking about doing. And if you're listening to this and you're a missionary and you're like, you know what, we need to talk, please reach out to me and we can explore that more. And then one last one that's overarching, and that is just simply the spiritual attack that our missionaries are on on a, on a regular basis. They really are literally on the front line of this battle. Of course, with the reality of spiritual warfare, the last thing the enemy wants is for a missionary to have success 
in the place that they were working. In many of these places that these missionaries lived, there may not have ever been a Christian influence in that community or in that village or in that town or possibly even in that country. Or if there has been, it's been many, many years ago. There is a constant spiritual attack on our missionaries at some level every moment of every day. That right there ought to be enough of a reason for us to pray for them and to intercede for them on a regular basis. Well, there you have a list of 13 challenges that were shared with me from different missionaries who serve around the world and some ways that you can come alongside a missionary or missionaries that you know and support them and encourage them as they face these challenges. And the more that you understand and know what they are facing, I think the more compassionate you will be and the more intentional you will be in being someone who sins well. And we all, again, need to send our missionaries well. If you want to see that list and also a link to the two blogs that I reference, along with I give a few recommended books about missions, just go to kennethacamp.com slash episode 41, and there you can find the show notes for this podcast along with that list, especially of the 13 challenges, a link to both blogs that I reference, and also a few recommended books about missions. And will you do me a favor? Would you just take a moment and go to iTunes, look for this podcast, His Hands, His Feet. You can either look it up that way, His Hands, His Feet, or by my name, Kenneth A. Camp. And go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and also do a rate and review. By doing that, you will help drive more traffic to this podcast, and which I would very much appreciate. Also share with your friends about the podcast if they are someone that's interested in any of the missional topics that record about. Well, thank you again for joining me here at His Hands, His Feet. Until next time.